Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. I am your host, Roman, and today I got a very special guest. His name is Aaron the Wiz. Uh, Aaron is a friend of the show and friend of the Roman, and I brought him on to talk about some stories that he's actually really passionate about, um, get a different point of view, um, hear about some stories that maybe I would have never given a shot to or tried out. Uh, let's get Aaron to talk about... What about in the past? What are some uh, stories, whether it's a show, movie, cartoon, video game, book, comic, manga, something like that that you've been interested in? Yeah, um, I I have my two big ones that I just I always love to uh, tell people to look into. Um, the first one's Hunter Hunter. Um, it's a kind of relatively newer anime. They just did a reboot on it. Um, there's a 2011 and like a 98 version. I didn't know they did a reboot. When did they do the reboot? The The reboot they did in 2011. And that's oh, the one so that's that, the newer one yeah, that everybody knows about. That's okay. the one that everyone knows about, and that's what everyone got all hyped about recently. Um, but the uh, the newer one's definitely better than the older one, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, they, they stick a little bit closer to the manga. Um, but that one's real cool. Um, it's written by the same guy that did uh, Yu, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Okay. Um, so there. I remember that. He'd point and shoot at stuff. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, the, the main character is super relatable to me. Um, he just kind of always looks out to do what's best for other people. And, uh, he'll go that extra mile even if it means his own destruction. But, uh, I'll, I'll digress on that a little bit, but it's, it's, it's super cool. Um, I, I like the way they do the powers and the arcs in that show. Did you read the manga first or did you watch the anime? I definitely read the anime first. You um, read the anime first? I read the anime, yes. I read the anime. <laughs> I watched the anime first. And, re- and read the subs. Okay, yes. I get it. <laughs> uh, there, when I first started watching it, there were uh, 120 of the 128 episodes out. And I, over the course of two weeks, busted it out and caught up and finished episode 122. <laughs> Uh, when we were doing, uh, when it was still coming out and uh, the last six weeks when I had to wait for stuff to come out was just so much agony for me. I've never been so excited for watching a show week to week. Well, that's how it is when you get into any like really long story like that, you know, let's just say some recent, like, uh, last year, Game of Thrones, somebody who's catching up never have watched it or not watched it for a long time. Like I did, I hadn't watched after season three. I hadn't watched until the new season started. So I caught up on everything and then new shows were coming out weekly and I was like, all right, cool. I'm kind of caught up and watching it as you go. But something like a lot of mangas were, especially if they're really long, uh, like you said, 120 something mm-hmm. episodes, like to catch up in, in such a short amount of time, it just becomes your life. It becomes a, your life is I'm watching this. I'm doing this. I'm part of this universe. Like that's how it is with a one piece, which I periodically take on the challenge for. I think I'm up to episode like 700 or something like that right now. And I'll watch 150 episodes and take a break for a couple months. Yeah. Just I'm, I'm like 14 episodes in and I haven't put any work into it. Cause it's just so much. It's, it's, it's a, a task. daunting task. I've been trying to get caught up on it for the last f- three or four years now. And I'm still not caught up. <laughs> and then uh so would you say the manga or the the anime is better when it comes to hunter hunter um i don't know they're both they're, they're both good for their different aspects um they're their own thing uh yeah the manga goes a little bit more into some backstories that you uh, aren't really covered as much um in the anime um a couple of the movies that they did are covered in the manga in a little bit more detail um and they just flow a little bit better 
Um, whereas the anime chose to make them into movies and it's kind of removed from this, the main story. Right. So you miss some, of, like we were talking about earlier on a, a silent voice, you miss some of the, like the little tiny arcs or little stories or little yeah. things where they flesh stuff out a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But again, a lot of times they do got to cut out some of that stuff to yeah. make it viewable. Cause there's, I know there's certain uh, stories where it's like, yeah, you can find out the whole background of this, you know, these two characters and it would take hours and you can't fit that into a movie. So mm-hmm. you can mention it, you can talk about it, or you can hint at it, but like sometimes it depends on what format you want to tell a story. Again, like there's reasons why a lot of authors don't make movies and vice versa is a lot of times it's just not their style telling a story or, or they just don't want to put in the work for that. You know, like a, a, a somebody who's making a movie can be like, yeah, I can write a book, but it would take me forever to tell a story that I can tell in like one movie. So I think it just comes down to what you want to do and the style you want. And again, what you're into too. Some people like having every minute, you know, detail uh, fleshed out. So they'll read the books. They'll get the whole lore. Some people just want to get the the, the bullet points. You know, they want mm-hmm. to hit the, the, the keynotes. So it's understandable. Everybody reads stories or, or uh, um, uh, digest stories, whatever way they want. And that's, that's the cool thing about a, about a, you know, the, how media is right now is there's countless ways. The internet's such a good tool to use where you can just, I want to read this manga. There's so many apps or websites you mm-hmm. can just go on and, and binge however many volumes you want just to catch oh, yeah. up on. Or, you know, there's so many streaming services where you can catch up on a shows or boards. Well, not even boards so much anymore. Is there is like a groups where you can just join and ask, Hey, what are some good, TV shows to watch or some good books to read or some good games to play that have a good story. And Reddit's real great for that. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You know, you can find a lot of good suggestions or, or, um, reviews or just what people's thoughts are on stuff like that, especially with manga. There's so many of them out there. And, you know, we're talking about one piece, like that's just a long endeavor to try to take on Mm -hmm. to find out, ah, it just wasn't my style. I'm I'm 700 episodes in and I'm, I don't think I'm going to like how this ends. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, one one piece is definitely a journey. I mean, it, the so I, I don't remember the name of the the author of the the manga, but the the guy that wrote it, he wrote one piece to grow with his readers. So, the earlier novels and episodes are targeted at an audience of like 8 to 10-year-olds. Right, to kids. Yeah. Whereas the current episodes and novels are uh, targeted towards people in their mid-20s now. Um, so if you're just starting one piece now, you're probably going to, as an adult, you're probably going to think the early bits are real, real boring and dumb and tropey and they kind of are, but they're, they're supposed to be that way cause they're supposed to get kids attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a lot of the arcs they cover as the story progresses cover like real, um, real important issues that actually a, a lot of people relate to. Right. Um, once, once it gets to a point where the, the reader's supposed to be about 13 to 15, they start dealing with like, um, abandonment and social, uh, acceptance, um, issues. And it's, they're, they're things that people have like have to consider. They even cover suicide briefly at one point. And, uh, uh, it's a pretty heavy topic, but they execute it really well. Right. And, and what people would think looking from the outside is just a a cartoon for kids or or a book for kids. But again, that's the problem that I think a lot of these people have is, uh, you know, manga, comics, stuff like that in general is they look at it and they think it's for kids. Mm-hmm. And in reality, there's a lot of stuff that's not suitable for younger audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just another format. Again, yeah. you know, people will complain about 
um, <clears throat> digital art in the comic book world where uh, they're like, oh, it's not pen and paper or, you know. And I was like, yeah, but somebody from 100 years ago would complain about people using pen and paper and saying like, oh, well, that's not a, you know, they're not carving crap in a wood or they're not chiseling stuff out of stone. Like mm -hmm. it's just different formats. You know, caveman would be complaining about how they're not using, you know, some freaking uh, whatever mastodon blood to, to paint on the cave, the, the caves. Like it's just every, every, not even, not even every generation, every group of people has their own type of a way of expressing a story. Um, and yeah, anime, cartoons, manga, comics like it's just another way of doing it and yeah i um i i was i just finished listening to a podcast called uh, finding fred um where they were talking about how mr rogers fred rogers saw yeah. television and saw how all children's shows were like they were just clowns throwing pies in people's faces and loud noises and people right. yelling and no, he saw no substance to it oh man this this is a great tool i can use and he just viewed it as a different type of format for a different end goal exactly and started doing his whole legacy which is again everybody knows him now yeah um and yeah he did a lot for uh for kids and uh, their development and even adults adults can always take a look at it you know and that's the thing too is people have the idea um that when you're an adult kid stuff doesn't apply to you anymore i'm like no if anything it applies to you even more you got to remember because when you're boiling it down for a child you're boiling it down to the basics mm -hmm. you're making it simple enough for them to understand and you know what when you're an adult and everything's complicated simple is as honest as you can get mm -hmm. like just simple stuff like don't be mean to other people or as an adult would say don't just don't be an asshole like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you have differing opinions or views or whatever just don't be an asshole about it like and again, it's, it's just, it's funny. It's funny how people look at, at kids media. Like some of the stuff that I've been reading lately is almost all exclusively for kids. And I'm, I'm really proud of DC putting out all these, uh, these DC, uh, graphic novels for kids and young adults. Cause they're doing such a good job elaborating on a lot of these, uh, like you said, a lot of these social, um, social and personal conflicts that an adult, because he is an adult or he or she's an adult, um, wouldn't understand how to explain to a kid because it's been so long that they've felt those feelings. Like I just read the wonder woman book that, uh, DC put out for kids and it's wonder woman as a little girl, basically trying to find her, her place in um, the mascara where, you know, where all the Amazons are at and basically telling the reader like, yeah, when I was a little, little kid, you know, when I was, a uh, um, so young, like every little thing I'd be praised for, you know, I'm, I'm walking, I'm playing games, I'm doing this and that I'm praised for. And the older I get, not only the less praise, but I'm starting to get in trouble for doing things that they used to, you know, clap and cheer me on for. And, you know, my mom doesn't have time to pay attention to me. And how come I don't have friends? And, you know, stuff that a kid would not know how to comprehend because it's their first time doing it. Whereas an adult can think about how to elaborate it to a child. And again, it's great because um, it reminds it reminds adults of those feelings because there's definitely a lot of people can relate to that. Um, especially if you're reading it to your child for the first time, like, oh yeah, I understand. So not only is it a story for the kid as they're reading it to them or, or watching them read it, but it's also a story for an adult to, Hey, maybe I should pay attention more. Maybe I should confirm, um, a lot of the, uh, doubts they might have and let them know like, yeah, you know, um, uh, the older you get, the, we expect you to be better than you were when you were little, you know, some stuff that we were going to look the other way or joke about now it becomes serious. The more old you get. Um, another great book that I read was a uh, green lantern legacy. Same thing. It's for kids. And, uh, it deals with, um, 
a young Vietnamese boy whose grandmother uh, dies. And it turns out that she was the Green Lantern for Earth. Um, and she came from Vietnam and all that stuff. And she would uh, um, help out everybody in the neighborhood. And basically her place of business is somewhere where anybody from that community can go and get help. And that's what he's trying to live up to. Meanwhile, he's fighting off like, um, you know, there's some, maybe not racist, but like definitely prejudiced people or, um, or just, you know, again, just assholes that are wanting to tear down what she built and, uh, going and kind of coming to terms with how he wants to deal with, with that community and with that situation is, does he want to rule it through fear um, like Sinestro did, or does he want to, you know, do it like his grandmother where, you know, there's, there's hard, hard, you put in the hard work and you hope that the people who, um, who benefit from it, appreciate it. And the people who can't, well, you know, you'll keep working hard. You know, it, it, it affects them. It, it, talk, it speaks more about what, uh, how they are than you. Um, so again, I'm really happy with all the stuff that, uh, DC has been putting out. I'm looking forward to even more of it. I know they just put out, uh, tales from, uh, Gotham or, uh, Tiny Tales from Gotham, which is cool because uh, Derek Friedhoff's actually writes that he's a local um, writer from Fresno. Comes into the shop every now and then. Uh, I was gonna pick up the one we got in at the shop, and somebody bought it for I could, so I'm about to order another one in. Um, but yeah, like it's just manga, comics, cartoons, anime, video games. Even there's there's such a good tool that you can use not only for entertainment but for teaching young young minds. Um, that it's uh it's it's very important to tell good stories. Um, what about nowadays? Is there any, uh, anything you're currently reading, watching, playing that you've been a, a really big fan of, or is really resonating well with you? Yeah. Um, there's, there's, so there's two comics that I just started reading recently. Um, undiscovered country, which you got me on to is, uh, it, it's definitely fantastic. Read. Yeah. Probably one of the um, best independent books out right now. One oh, of, yeah. One of. The, the, the story behind it's so great. And we're, we're three issues in now. And I just, I, I can't wait for each new, each <laughs> did you, new did you read the third one? Out. Uh, yes, I did. Like, I don't want to ruin stuff for yeah, anybody no, listening, but, uh, spoiler alert. We'll give you five, four, three, <laughs> two, one spoilers inbound. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not trying to spoil a whole lot, but like I've been telling everybody who's been reading along with me and you and everybody else. Cause everybody's kind of reading it as it comes out. Um, there's a lot of good tropes that they're tackling and a lot of good, um, characters that they're that are in this story that you would have never given a second thought to. There's characters from the very first issue that I was like, they're not important. They'll never. They're just a background. Yeah, they're just a background character. They're just a supporting character. Mm-hmm. And then issue three, it's like, oh, one of these background characters you wrote off, he's extremely important. Mm-hmm. He's very, very integral to the story. Yeah. And anything you thought that was important in the last issue, it is. But also, there's this now too. And they're doing such a good job on building this giant world and and setting up these characters. And you want to, as a reader, you know, anybody who who likes reading stories or, or anything like that, you want to kind of make guesses in your head and kind of be like, all right, I kind of think I know where this is going. And then you read the next issue, you're like, all right, I, I have no clue where I'm at. I'm yeah. lost all over again. Like, there's a they they keep dangling <laughs> these big old plot hooks in front of you and just shocker after shocker at the end of every issue exactly so they're doing a good job charles so and uh, scott snyder they're doing a good job over there um writing that series i again i look forward to it it's supposed to be going on for 30 issues or doing a movie because I, I just saw an article that uh that both of those guys are working on the screenplay right now um so i, I look forward to the future of this uh, title and again that's just one of the hundreds if not thousands of books that come out every month 
um, in the comic book industry. And that's just comic books. They're not even like novels or TV shows or movies or games. Like there's so many good stories out there that uh, don't, don't waste time reading or listening to bad ones. Like ask your friends that you trust or have similar opinions or even differing ones. You'd never know a story will be good unless you try it out. Um, if you hear nothing but bad things or it doesn't sound like something you want to read, hey, there's nothing wrong with giving it a pass. Uh, I I have 200 plus issues of my comic books that I haven't read on top of my novels and TV shows. You know what? There's just not enough time in the day to waste on bad bad stories. See, I'm the exact opposite. If Because like, <laughs> if someone tells me something, they're like, dude, this is crap. Okay, why is it crappy? And if they can't give me like a solid reason, they're like, no, it's just crap. No, I'm going to pick it up anyways because... I want to try something new. Maybe well, yeah. I'll like it and it's just not your speed. Exactly. Well, we were talking about that earlier too, where it's like, don't just tell me it's good or bad. Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's nothing. That's just saying you like it or you don't like it. That's nothing. That's, you know, it's like, tell me your dreams. Like a lot of times if it's not interesting, I don't care. Um, but tell me why, if you can tell me why, if you can elaborate, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Um, and then again, sometimes it might be so bad that you're like, I got to check this out. Like I always tell people, you know, and it's funny cause I will always sell the book when somebody picks up all-star Batman and Robin, by uh by frank miller i will always sell that book because i'll tell them oh you're interested in reading that they'll be like yeah or it looks interesting i'm like it's a bad story just letting you know it's horrible like i'll tell them all the crazy stuff that's in there and they'll be like all right i'll check it out and they'll buy a 30 dollar freaking graphic novel <laughs> it's freaking hilarious it's just it's funny it's funny because sometimes there's you know just like the room people keep talking about the room by uh tommy wiseau <laughs> it's, and it's so bad it's, it's good. so bad i uh, know i'm not even gonna say it's good it's it's something to watch, that's for sure. Um, I'd say it's... A, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> it doesn't even have a good story because there's no story. There's nothing... I don't know, man. Yeah. So, again, uh, but yeah, Undiscovered uh, Country's been good. What was the other title that you uh, you said you've been enjoying? Uh, the other one uh, is Swordmaster, which I've been reading since issue one, and it's uh, on issue eight now. I just picked up issue eight yesterday, and I've not had a chance to read it yet today. Yeah, you're very excited about that. Um, but it, it's it's really cool. It's uh, mar- part of Marvel's new like approach to make things a little bit more anime-like because that's that format is doing well in the yep. states. So well, they that's are, a whole uh, other demographic that they can reach. Yeah, to they did they did Swordmaster, they did Arrow. Um, there's like two other ones that came out too. I just can't remember off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, I, I wanted to get Arrow, but didn't get a chance to. Um, well, there's so many books. Again, there's only so much time and yeah. money. <laughs> but Swordmaster is the other one that I wanted to get, and I'm glad I ended up picking that one up because it's really good. Um, we I said every issue is like two stories as well, right? Yeah, the the Valley. the first one was kind of hard to get through because it, it it was kind of weird to me because it was a thinner book compared to the rest of them, and they have two stories in there. Um, there's the one that's actually based on Swordmaster and his origin story, and then his adventures with uh, Shang Chi. Um, which are super fun now and I'm glad they're in there. But the first book, I, I felt like I got two half stories, so I felt a little gypped. Right. But every issue since then, the books have been longer. They've done a little bit more with each story um, in the books. And I equally look forward to both the origin story and the adventures of Swordmaster and Shang-Chi. Right. It's understandable because when you get the first one, you're like, let me give this a try. Mm-hmm. And you're ready to give one thing a try. And when it's two things, it's like, like you said, it's not only is it a uh, less pages, like it's, it's not as long, but it's, it's half. So you're, you're getting, you know, the first issue is not the whole story. Obviously it's the first part of it. And depending on how long the series is, it can be a very, very small part of it. So if you're only getting half of that small part, you don't feel content a lot of the times, but if it's interesting enough, it'll keep you coming back at least, or, you know, at least give out, give the next issue a shot. So that's, what's cool about, uh, 
about putting two stories in there. It's really interesting that they did that. I know Wonder Woman, when they did Rebirth, did something similar to that, but in a different way. What they did is all the even numbers were one timeline, and then the odd numbers were another one. So they did hmm. kind of like a uh, her origins, like her you know year one basically, where it was her first showing up, you know, coming to the world of man as the Amazons call it. And then the other, you know, the the odd or the evens, I forget which one it was, was like the current timeline, you know, her already being in the Justice League and all that stuff. So it was really cool seeing it bounce back and forth for a while. I forgot how long they did that. Um, so because at the time they were coming out twice a month. So once a month you were getting a story from this and once a month you were getting a story from that. It was a really, really cool idea. I really like that. Um, the the current Yondu is kind of like that too, and I really like that about it. It's, I mean, it doesn't jump timelines so much, but it uh, it's Yondu featuring Yondu because um, it has the current age Yondu and the golden age Yondu, um, where he's like in his robes and has his big old dorsal fin. <laughs> um, but they're both together in the same timeline, working towards a common goal. So it's it's kind of cool to have that retro nostalgic Yondu in there but then also have the current, like, kick-ass Yondu. Right. And then what about uh, anything you're looking forward to uh, coming out? Uh, there there was one, um, but uh, I, I know the last time we had talked, I had kind of mentioned about Plunderer, but it uh, the couple episodes I've seen so far uh, have been a little bit of a flop, so I don't have anything <laughs> too much I'm really looking forward to coming out right now. Um, what about uh, Ruby? I'm, I know you just picked up the comics. Have you had a chance to read those at all? Yeah, I've, I've had a chance to read those. Those were, I mean, it, it's a lot of like backstory and a lot of the stuff that's in them is stuff that's already known. They're just going a right. little bit deeper. Um, I'm honestly, I think the next season's already airing right now and I just haven't had a chance to keep up with it. Um, right, right. I've been pretty busy lately. <laughs> I feel you, yeah. Yeah, you're basically doing like three, four things at once. Yeah, I got um, a lot on my plate. But what about video games or or movies or anything like that? Uh, video games. I know the uh, the only one I'm really playing right now or really paying attention to even is Pokemon Sword and, Sword and Shield, and the expansions pass is uh, set to come out in the next couple months. Here, I'm actually really stoked about that. Um, this <coughs> is something that I've personally wanted to see from the Pokemon company for for a long time is for them to just start releasing patches to their games like every other company is doing. Yeah. So every couple of waiting, months we can get a little bit more story, get a little bit more story instead of having to wait five, 10 years between game releases. Exactly. No, that is rough. I remember that even uh, they kind of did that with uh, sun and moon, but they did it a little weird cause they did the ultra sun and moon. I was like, that's cool. I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. It wasn't a straight up like update. Yeah. This, this next one, they're just, it, it's just a straight up update. They're adding some new features. They're expand, adding new areas for you to explore. Um, they're theming them, of course. Um, one of them's kind of got like a, a gothic temple theme to it. Um, and the other one is all focused on expanding a, a new area of the uh, wild area. And it's kind of got like a tropical island looking theme to it. Um, are they adding more Pokemon and stuff like that? Yes. Um, they're cool. not adding any new Pokemon, but they are bringing back more of the old Pokemon that weren't in the game already. Right, right. So that's cool. And they're, they are adding some more Gigantamax forms for Pokemon, which is pretty cool because those are super fun oh, yeah um, the snorlax one looks pretty cool yeah my i think my favorite gmax form so far so far has been the snorlax that either that or the lapras because the lapras turns into lapras cruise liner <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty cool actually that's really cool um i am also just as a personal thing i've been doing my D sessions for a while now yeah yeah and yeah. uh my second group is a about halfway done with their current campaign. They're about to wrap up. Um, so they should wrap up pretty quick here. Um, 
they're they're just picking up in speed because they're getting better at playing the game. You guys are actually good for however much of crap I give you, um, but you guys uh, they they're picking up, um, and so they're finishing that. And I I enjoy doing this storyline, but I'm really excited for the next one I'm doing because the next one I'm doing is going to be uh, the Descent into Avernus campaign, um, which they released earlier this year, and I've not had a chance to run yet, but. Uh, for anybody who's played the Baldur's Gate video games, um, those Baldur's Gate is a Dungeons and Dragons uh, like uh, plane, yeah, uh, universe. It's a it's a campaign setting, and it's basically a town that's set on the gateway to hell, and the campaign actually takes the players down into hell. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, that one will probably be starting up sometime this summer. But I'm I'm super stoked about that because I I loved playing the video games as a kid and now I get to actually run the D and D campaign which Explores I had no idea world. had anything to do with that until now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what's cool about a lot of these book stuff is it'll explore worlds. Again, some people the video game would be the first dove into it. You know, something like like Warhammer, like 40k. People probably wouldn't know that it was a tabletop franchise or that has this rich lore, but they'll play like the Total War games that are based off of what are they Dawn of War or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's Dawn of War, and then they have. Um, they have their book series as well, too. Yeah. But again, you know, some kid just picking up like a Space Marine game, like, oh, this looks cool. And they play them like, that was cool. And then like 10 years later, like, oh, shoot, I remember these little guys. Like, why is there little plastic, you know, models on the, this video game I used to play? Yeah. When did they start making these? Yeah. When did they start making these? <laughs> well, let me tell you something. <laughs> get that a lot in the comic shop where they're like, uh, oh, they're doing this. Must be because of the show. I'm like, well, usually the that's the other way around. And they'll make the show or the movies off the comics. But yeah, sure, man. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, whatever gets you into the series. Because again, some people, I mean, again, I, I grew up like that. I was watching the Superman cartoon show long before I read any of the comics. So, you know, like. I think everyone this day and age is. Yeah. And, and again, a, a lot of people just wouldn't know that there was comic books for it and the funny thing is you know now being into comic books in the last 10 years is there is a comic book for just about everything mm-hmm. and you would never know you know there was a wwe one or that there's a freaking nfl one in the 90s like there's a comic book for just about anything there's a rick and morty one for all you rick and morty fans out there and there's a rick and morty dnd one so if you like both of those it's there too and there's a rick and morty dnd dnd campaign box too so like, that one's super cool it includes annotations from rick so if you've ever thought about playing dnd and you've thought it's nah that's just way too for massive nerds no pick up the rick and morty dnd one you'll have a lot more fun with it than the generic box that's i promise you <laughs> so now again it's cool that there's always like a crossover with a lot of these events um because you you would have Again, give something a shot that you would never given a shot before. Mm-hmm. Again, if if you like uh, D and D, but are not a huge Rick and Morty fan, try the Rick and Morty D and D. Might be your flavor, might not. At least you gave it a chance. Or vice versa, if you're a Rick and Morty fan and you kind of been, you know, hearing about D and D, you read the book, you're like, that was fun. Let me buy the Rick and Morty D and D box. Oh, it was fun playing this. Well, let me see what the full blown D and D is about. You know, so it's just again, give something a shot that you would never given a shot before. Uh, I, for one, am looking forward to coming out. There's strange tales that Tom King's going to write. He's been a little hit and miss the last year or so. Um, I like a lot of his stuff. Some of his other stuff's kind of fallen flat. I think it just really depends on the characters. Um, but I am looking forward to strange tales. Stuff I'm not looking forward to. There's a season two, quote unquote, of Green Lantern that Grant Morrison's doing. Uh, the first season was kind of a letdown, especially with Venditti. He was such a good writer. And he was doing such a good job. And then Morrison did not go the direction I wanted it to go. 
I hear a lot of people like it. A lot of people have the same opinion as me. To each their own. I just won't be buying that anymore. <laughs> but Venditti's on Justice League, so I'll give that a shot. If it's good, cool. I'll let people know. If it's not, I'll let people know my thoughts on why I like it, why I don't. Um, if you ever have any questions about any of the stuff that I have read, want to know a little bit more as to what my opinions are, again, feel free to message us. Um, we are on Facebook, Weaving Words Podcast. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Weaving Words Podcast Instagram, or you can look me up under Roman the Nerd. Um, we also have the Discord um, server, the uh, Hooligan Squad. So, again, if you ever want to get added to that, just, again, let us know. Um, or you can just message me directly on Facebook. I'm usually on there or uh, on Instagram as well. Because, um, again, if you want to talk stories, want to talk comics, want to talk books, want to talk games or whatever, I'm usually down if I have time. Probably won't get back to you right away, but I always give it a shot. Um, I should be now on iTunes, I believe, but you can obviously find me on Podbean as well. I'm working on getting on more uh, platforms and also seeing about how I can put this onto YouTube as well um, because that should be another uh, great tool to use. Um, If you have any suggestions, um, again, feel free to comment, message. uh, Let let me know one way or another. I've already used a couple of suggestions from some of my friends and people that that have listened to the podcast uh, to write stories. I know Aaron's uh, suggestion was uh, physics. Um, so that'd be a really fun to, to write about. I've actually thought of a, a really good one in the meantime, since we've talked last about that. Okay. Uh, I think it'd be really cool to do like Panda Muscle Wizards. Wait, what was that? Panda Muscle Wizards. Panda Muscle Wizards. Kind of like, uh, the, have, have you played the, uh, um, Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards? I've played Epic Spell Wars, yes. Yeah, I was thinking like that. Pandas. <laughs> but pandas. <laughs> but pandas. Panda muscle lizards. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll see I'll see what I can do. If I know I can. that's going to be hard. But panda muscle lizards. Panda I'll, muscle lizards. All right, panda muscle lizards and physics. All right, we'll see how I can fit that in. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, look forward to that one. Um, again, if you have any questions or suggestions, um, always looking to grow the podcast. If there's any problems with the quality of the audio, quality of the editing, just the format or the length, let me know. I'm, you know, I'm always looking to grow, get better. Um, and I'll never know unless you tell me. Um, so unless you have anything else to add, Aaron, I think that's it. Well, that's, that's all I've got. Uh, been it's a lot faster than the last one we did. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> about an hour and a half faster. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty guys. Uh, thanks a lot for giving me a listen. Uh, thank you and have a good one. Bye. Bye. Adios. Arrivederci.